0: From Detroit to Houston, Florida
1: to California, Skidmark's show is streaking across America. From SEMA to backstage at the House of Blues and the Full Throttle Saloon, Skidmark show is all things cars
0: and rock stars. And we are powered by Pins Oil. Hey, this is Adam Ferrara, and you're listening to Skidmark show, aren't you? You're enjoying it. I know
1: I am. Hey, this is Mike Spagnola, vice president of SEMA, and you're listening to the Skidmark show. Hey, this is Stephen Jenkins from Third Eye and you're listening to Skidmark
2: show. Bouncy, bouncy.
0: That's the best way to start a Skidmark show ever. <laughs> bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. It's Skidmark show, Ethan D. Joined by the mad scientist Eric Abels. Howdy. Hey, we're coming to you live from Detroit. It is the eco-marathon, the Shell Eco-marathon. This is the eco-marathon that covers all of the Americas. That's to include Canada, down to Mexico, and South America, Brazil, and all that. Because there's a lot of people here that are speaking Spanish. Yes. And I don't know enough Spanish. And some of well, Brazil a few, be Portuguese. A few speaking French
2: out of uh, Canada.
0: Oh, that's where that was. Okay, because I, I heard guys, and I thought they were speaking French, but they looked like they were from South America they had nice tans. <laughs> so I need to find out, were they French Canadians from some country in South America, or were they just naturally, were they foreigners from, their, like, our ancestry, and then they moved to Canada, and they're French Canadians? <laughs> so they're, like, Spanish or Brazilians that are speaking French now? Like, why aren't you speaking English? You're in Canada. do oh, no? know i have no idea we'll have to find out okay we'll figure it out it hey. is the eco marathon here a festival of bright energy ideas featuring the shell eco marathon so much going on we've got a lot of people to talk to a lot to get to here on skidmark show including a lot of guests and we're going to have jeff who's up on the big stage i'll be joining him later on we'll be doing Skidmark show live from the main stage and we'll have bits of that coming your way too let's just get into it on skidmark show live from detroit <laughs> We bumped into these guys here from a company called Thimble. It's a startup. I've got Oscar on here. Oscar, what's your position with this Thimble company?
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm one of the founders.
0: One of the founders. Okay, great. So are you like, uh, do you call yourself Captain Thimble? Or is it you go stick with CEO,
2: whatever? Yeah, Chief Hustler. Chief Hustler. Yeah.
0: That's the one, you yeah. know? You don't
2: need a CEO, you need a CHO, Chief Hustler Operator or something like yeah. that. All right, Thimble, <laughs> tell me about it. So Thimble is a monthly delivery subscription. So every month you get an orange box in the mail, and it has about 10 to 15 components to build a fun robot, quadcopter, alarm clock, all different types. Types of devices you get all the parts and then you log on to our website and we teach you how to build these projects step-by-step step. no background needed
0: really so it just gets kids into science and technology without having to really know it yet right
2: correct yes yeah. so I'll, the. will first projects you'll get. For example, you get a Wi-Fi robot here. You can build it. It takes about an hour to an hour and a half to assemble and then about another half hour to program it. You don't have to have any knowledge whatsoever. Everything is covered in our tutorials. So it's picture like a cooking show. Right. Except instead <laughs> of making food, we're making robots.
0: Wow. So now when you say you got to program it too, does that mean that you're actually doing a little bit of coding in there? Are you teaching them some coding?
2: Yes. We're teaching you very basic programming and as you progress into the subscription, you're getting better and better. Okay.
0: So you're are you doing uh, like line programming or uh,
2: like block programming uh, line program. Okay, yes. so yeah, they're, they're learning now how lot, to actually. A lot of that code we'll have on there for you, so we'll do uh, example code so you can mm. copy paste and see what that's kind like. of object oriented stuff. Right. Okay. And a lot of the projects too are open ended, so even when you're done building this robot, for example, you can continue adding sensors to it. Oh, and cool. Do something cool. So, so it's
0: just can... add on galore. Yes. Yeah. I see you added the uh, the the uh, range finding sensor on there. So.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with something like this, right? You could throw glitter on it. That's one way to be creative. Or the other right. way to be creative is uh, you could do an um, ultrasonic. Sensor like the one you see here, or another kind of sensor, maybe act like a Roomba or chase the cat or dog around the house. <laughs> but
0: can you put an ultrasonic sensor on it that will add glitter to the cat? <laughs> like your little glitter cannon shooting out, that would be awesome. Yeah, you
3: put a little catapult on it,
0: a catapult, you catapult, wham, wham, attack wham. the cat. Yeah. yeah, and
2: then you have it track the cat and shoot at. Yeah, it could work. I can see that working. That's awesome. <laughs> How about next month's challenge, that'll be it. Uh, there we go.
0: You should. I love that. Can that is so cool. You shoot glitter on your cat.
2: You should. Uh, you
0: should have yes. it um, like where you could. Put little badass speakers on there and you can like load some mp3s in there and just be driving a rear tunes around following you all the all over the place yes
2: you have the right idea. I love it.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to become an honorary employee. You know, we're I get like little RFID sensor, make it follow you. You don't have to drive it. <laughs> oh, Brad, be like a little puppy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, cool. So, okay, that's one of those, and that's the one with the wheels right there. Yes. And So you can control that one. I guess you program it to do movements. Is it?
2: Can you build a remote control? You can, actually. So David here has programmed the robot so it's controlled by his Android phone.
0: Oh, even better. Of course it's controlled oh, by his phone. Yeah. Oh, and it's just one of those little touchscreen where you do. Oh, yeah, of course I yeah. want to try. This is awesome. Oh, oh, there you go. oh, look at that. Wow. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> this I is probably should not have let you try. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't ever let me around the toys. Really, don't ever let me. This is so cool. I know I'm going backwards. I don't care. It's moving from a phone. It actually has like, it, f- it feels like it would have like a little bit of uh, pickup, a little bit of get up and go. Is it just like, does it get up to like five miles an hour or something No, Because I just got this really cool RC car that literally does, I think, uh, 30 miles per hour, not scale, but actually 30 miles per hour. I think it's fast. Race it against that one, uh, and that one's going to lose, but it's going to be a lot more fun to build. (laughs) That's really cool. Okay, what's this other one you got over here with the flashing lights?
2: Well, so the one next to you right here, closest to you, is the LED cube. Yeah. So you get six six four-by-four panels that you solder together. So that's the cool thing about all these projects is that everyone includes soldering and programming so the kids can burn themselves and the house down <laughs> i kind of want like a thousand of those but then they'll be google employees one day exactly
0: <laughs> no i totally like that i am um, i taught myself how to solder when i was repairing a tv one time and i was like holy <laughs> crap i'm good at something so that that'll be fun is there i mean this one looks difficult is
2: this are these wired connectors that they pop in or you soldered that under there those are all soldered so they went in the box you get 6 four-by-four panels that you solder together and you attach those wires to the microcontroller and you can I mean these are multicolored LEDs too yes uh, w- oh, yeah, looks like individually addressable. So if you're into 70s music, um, a disco ball right
0: uh, Me <laughs> and some of my friend, my kids aren't getting this one. <laughs> I am taking this one home.
3: What kind of tools do you think would generally be needed when they're starting out here? <laughs>
0: Symbol is going to actually put together your
2: starter toolkit, and oh, okay. that'll be an extra package, right? I'm just assuming. We actually have one already. Oh, you have a uh, starter kit? There you go, essential. okay. We realized in the, in the very beginning that we were getting absolute beginners. Right, so right. So we figured we'd put together a toolkit.
0: That is so cool they all change colors I want one so bad yeah we're gonna have to sign up for this No <laughs> this one's just gonna disappear <laughs> okay what else do you have that one uh, that one over there is a compass right yes. Okay, and that's pretty cool. How does Is it a digital compass, then?
2: Yes, it's an electronic compass, and you solder the resistors and then the LEDs Uh on the outside of that, as you can see.
0: So how did you program something like that to know True North? Obviously, your standard, I'm going to go with analog compass, it's magnetic.
2: Yes, (laughs) so there's a little magnetometer in the middle of the board there. So if you took a magnet, it, it would change the little LED lights there to go around it. So were
0: you and your friend just sitting around maybe drinking a few beers one night, putting stuff like this together for kicks and thought, man, if we could sell this to kids, we'd make a million dollars? and then thought, man, we should sell
2: this to kids because we'll make a million dollars? We were actually teaching a lot of this stuff before we started Thimble. Really? we kept getting parents over and over who wanted us to come tutor their kids how to build these projects. And at one point, it just wasn't feasible to do that with 200 parents. Yeah. Right. then we proposed the idea, what if we delivered a kit to you? And then we recorded ourselves filming the project, building the mm-hmm. project, and a lot of people bought into that. And that eventually, uh, we ended up going on Reddit and we asked a community on Reddit, whether they would buy into the concept. <laughs> that I mean, is we, totally rad. Like 600 emails. Apparently they said yes. Yeah. We're like, there's something here.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's get down to brass tacks here. Um, I know that a lot of computer parts aren't nearly as expensive as people think. And, you know, you pay for a computer, you're actually paying for the people who designed it. You're not paying for the parts that are inside here so much. What is one of these, what is your monthly subscription rate going for? Because this, this seems like it could easily cost 200 bucks a month. What is your subscription rate? Right for this for the kids so
2: right now it really depends how frequently you want to receive a project so right the mm-hmm. price is uh 60 to 90 dollars a month wow mm-hmm. and so like if you signed up for a one-year subscription at 60 dollars a month then you're getting a different project in the mail oh. all the instructions are on the website with the tutorials that's, that's not really deal. cool what's Thimble. the website it is thimble.io dot io yes yeah, there you go now what I know that they
0: released a lot of new um, subtext for websites what is .io where's that from
2: Indian Ocean territory
0: Oh, okay. okay. A lot of
2: hardware companies seem to adopt that domain. Oh, okay. And when we first came up with the name, the .com was obviously taken. So we're like, we're not going <laughs> to give up. So we ended up doing the .io.
0: Hey, I.O. is perfect for it, it's just. It really is. Okay, cool. Thimble, T-H-I-M-B-L-E.io, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Check them out. Hey, thanks for joining us, Oscar. These are cool. I'm going to get some. Thank you so much. Hey, you know the band Steel Panther. Hey, yeah, that's from that movie that Mark Wahlberg did, right? Well... The Rockstar movie. That was Steel Dragon. Oh. Steel Dragon. (laughs) Dragons and Panthers, they're close. But I tell you what, Steel Panther... They make uh, good tattoos. Dragons and Panthers? Yeah. How about a Dranther? Have one that's each? Or a Pagan... That was one of my favorite Mark Wahlberg movies, man. Oh, my God. That movie was so cheesy. Rockstar? Co- hey. It was awful. It was wonderful. It was supposed to it be the story great. of Judas Priest, and it was a story of no. cheesy. Yeah, it was. It was Kurt Cobain. No, it was Judas Wasn't Priest. It? It was, he ended up at Kurt Cobain at the end. the story of Judas Priest that got. I never knew that the guy from Judas Priest was singing at a, at a coffee store in Seattle with his hair short. The guy who took over from Rob Halford when he left Judas Priest. Okay. It was that guy, Ripper Owens. Oh. He was singing at a Starbucks. All right, so
3: you're, you're getting Mark Wahlberg on? This
0: is awesome. I'm ready. I'd love to have Mark Wahlberg on. Okay, let's hit it. Nope. Got the guy from Steel Panther, though. The drummer, Stick Zedinia. Oh. Steel Panther oh. is awesome. Okay. Now, they got the new album out called Lower the Bar. Some of the songs on there. Poon Boomerang, the new single. Going huh. in the Back Door. Anything Goes. That's I kind of see a in. theme. Do you? Yes, I do. Well, you need to see the band because they're... Are they as good as Steel Dragon? And Ventum? <laughs> all right, let's even it. And then you ducks in it all. Let's go.
1: Ethan, it's Sticks. How are you, my friend? I'm good, you guys. How are you? Great.
0: In fact, I actually really, really, really want to be your friend because you seem like you have a pretty sweet life right now.
1: Dude, okay. So, honestly, I'm at a golf course right now. And... <laughs> And you could probably hear people hitting balls in the background, and it's you can't paint a better picture right now. Right? Somebody's getting their balls hit, and <laughs> someone's about to watch their balls and smack them around a little bit. I had Uber drop me off at the parking lot around 3 a.m., and then I woke up uh, and I'm ready to golf.
0: Now, let me ask you this, Dix, because it seems like Steel Panther has definitely brought the inner groupie out in a brand new generation of young ladies, because the 80s, we had lots of them, but we don't necessarily want to see them anymore. <laughs> And you've gotten a brand new crop of young ladies to really just, you know, feel free enough to show their love for the music.
1: We, you know, it's funny. The older we get, the more the chicks' ages stay the same. And we love that because, you know, I feel like we're doing a service. We're liberating girls. We're just letting them know that it's okay to get your freak on. You know, you want to come on stage and share your God-given gifts with the crowd? (laughs) We encourage it. God-given or Dr. Bot, whatever. We're, you know, we're, we're not discriminatory. We'll take them all. Dude, it's, uh, you know what? I feel like the music business is changing so fast. You, you got to do it any way you can, and, and the typical ways, they're gone now. I mean, when we came up, they were kind of still there. But I'm down for whatever, whatever way we could do it and get get our tunes and our shows to as many people as possible. Uh, there's no, I, there's no complaints from me. I'm down to do it any way I can. In order to do what we do, uh, we we got to be we got to be legit players. I mean, you know, you can't just go up there and, and fake it or be mediocre because people just they're not gonna they're not gonna dig on it. You know, and the thing that's gonna carry any band, any musical act, no matter what genre it is is great songs. Because if we didn't have great songs, nobody would pay attention at all.
0: When you guys are in the writing or coming up with some of the video concepts do you have, uh, is it just like a laugh fest? I mean, you guys are a very serious band when the camera's on, obviously, by watching the videos. But, I mean, the stuff that you guys do, how, how do you even get through concerts sometimes without just dying laughing through the whole thing because it's so much fun?
1: We, like, when, when we're hanging out and we're not even performing we're like that it's it's not like we go okay we gotta try to try to be witty try to be i mean it's just on all the time so it's kind of like you know when you guys are kicking it in your in your off radio and you're just and you're riffing with your friends and having fun it's just you know that's how we roll just normally
0: yeah we're just buttholes to each other no matter whether the mic's on or off so are we
1: We all love Cheap Trick to begin with, and we're massive Cheap Trick fans, they're great, they, you know, they're great band, they write great songs, and we were, we were like, man, let's, let's do a cover, and it would have, would have been very, very obvious to do Def Leppard or Judas Priest, which are band, bands we love, we want to do something a little left to center, and for us that was Cheap Trick. And, uh, you know, She's Tight obviously lyrically fits with Steel Panther. Um, out, of, out of their whole catalog, I mean, that was the one that kind of, you know, was pretty obvious to us. We have four records now, and we have to pick songs from every record. Otherwise, you know, I, I don't like when bands play all the songs off their new record. When I go see them... But uh, I think right now we're just going to play four or five songs up the new one because we've got to keep Asian Hooker in there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Asian Hookers, behind the scenes, are you guys as into the debauchery and the lifestyle as, say, a band like yours should be? Are you out buying fast cars? Are you out driving fast women?
1: Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's not, there's, not a, there's not a big difference between, you know, uh, on stage and in the band and off stage uh, honestly
0: and a lot of people are probably thinking yeah off stage they go home they got the wife and two kids and a you know a minivan and nobody wants to see that they want to see you guys out wearing spandex in your day-to-day life doing your do
1: well i can't wear spandex at a golf course because they frown upon that but uh other than that it's, it's pretty rock and roll man that's a good question Corey taylor is a, a fan and he's a friend um oh man uh, jerry cantrell he's a he's a fan he got up and jammed with us a couple Weeks ago, wow! Um, I'm just thinking in, in the rock world. Uh, M Shadows from Avenged is a, is a fan and a friend. And uh, I'm trying to think, man. Oh yeah, we've had Kelly Clarkson, Pink, Juliette Lewis. I mean, you, you name it. We've had Chester from Linkin Park come up and jam. I mean, it's it's uh, it's pretty amazing the list of people we've had. Show starts, and we never know who's coming. And when we see, you know, we see a a rocker or a celebrity in the crowd, we'll we'll just say we'll call it out. We're like, we're not going to do another song until you get up and jail. (laughs) We'll put the whole show on them, and then everybody, you know, gets behind it. They get up, and then uh, then, it's, then it's go time.
0: Okay, inside the band, Lexi is, I guess you would say the pretty one. Has that worked mm-hmm. for him to pull more ass than the rest of you?
1: No. <laughs> yeah, because, you know why? Because Lexi is uh, super-duper picky. <laughs> Lexi is incredibly picky. I, on the other hand, am not. Our fans are, are amazing. I mean, you know, they come to the shows dressed up, They and they know every word to every song, and I think that's one of the pitfalls or you know if there's a downside to having a a a major single it's that people don't pay attention to your other songs and for us you come to any show and pe- the fans know every lyric to every single song and it's awesome.
0: We're going to hang out cuz I want to see some of your, you know, your pictures that you have <laughs> from your private little experience <laughs> in the band cuz I bet you got some good ones no one else sees, right?
1: I will show you my iPhoto, photo and your face will fall off.
0: Steel Panther, thank you so much my friend.
1: Thank you guys very hey. much. I hey. appreciate it.
0: Skidmark show. We are live at the Shell Eco-Marathon in Detroit. It is Ethan Dean. I'm joined with Eric Ables. Jeff is up on the big stage doing the big stage stuff because that's what he does. But he doesn't get to do the fun, cool stuff like we do, which is Mark Gessler with the National Historical Vehicle... What is the title there? Register. National Historical Vehicle Register. Okay. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of Vickles on there. Um, we talked to you in SEMA last because you had that 1911 Marmon Wasp out there. But you got something very cool coming up. You're it's going to be Italy, right?
3: Yeah, we'll be in. Uh, we will be in Italy for the uh, the 90th running of the Mila Milia. It started in 1927. Uh, it stopped as a regular race in '57, but this will be the ed- 90th anniversary of the running. Of okay,
0: now. I don't know much Italian. Mila Milia sounds something like thousand miles, thousand kilometers.
3: You are spot on. Oh, <laughs> Whoa! Hey, you did better, than I know.
0: <laughs> I, I, well, I know a little Spanish, but uh, Italian, I've never really known. Now I can just tell, ladies, yes, yeah, speak Italian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, three words. Awesome. Exactly. Now you 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 know people that are taking a car there, and it's one of the ones. It's on your list.
3: No, it's it's not not actually on our list, but we're taking a close look at it. It's it's uh it's really pretty cool. Uh, it was a hot rod magazine build off of a Curtis back in the day, and uh, it was run in 1957, and it was a pure hot rod. So I mean, this is you know sort of the gear the gearhead uh, dream. You know, you take a hot rod. to... Italy and you show them what it's all about. So a hot
0: rod and a European road race. That's exactly, a wow, that's exactly. be something special.
3: Unfortunately, <laughs> it didn't didn't uh, finish it all back. It didn't in finish there. the first time. <laughs> well, yeah, so this is uh, we think this is the first time this car has been back. It's just been restored and uh, it's just coming back this time. Uh the race is it, it runs over about four days, but it's a thousand miles from the north of Italy in Brescia, uh, down to Rome and back.
0: So this is a road
1: course.
3: Oh, it's it's not a road, <laughs> it's on real roads. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's an
0: actual highway yeah, road.
3: Uh, yeah, it's and, and all the regular people that normally are out doing their daily stuff are out there too. And uh so you're gonna have four hundred and I think about four hundred and forty five uh competitors this year. So they will be running uh over this thousand mile road course.
0: And dealing with actual just people who are out on the roads yeah. doing their just, daily wow. They're, they're
3: just hanging out and then all of a sudden you see like, you know, this Curtis fly by, you know, and uh <laughs> and uh you know the. Well, you the actually closed the uh, roads uh, at least, right? Know, <laughs> some of the interesting things about about it are, I mean, essentially the police are all behind this. I mean, it's all integrated with the whole police system, and it's only only in Italy can this happen, right? So you go <laughs> over there, you hop in your car, and basically, you know, uh, you are just out on the Italian roadways. Occasionally, you'll get a, you know, one of the um, uh, carbonari and in uh, one of the uh, their motorcycles, and you will just split traffic, you know, splitting oncoming traffic. This is unlike <laughs> the U.S. We don't do this here, right? So, Oh, yeah. I mean, usually it's the street
2: racers you see doing that. Well, yeah, yeah. you (laughs) hop in the
3: middle of two lanes, right, and you go down. So the oncoming traffic... Says okay, I'm gonna get over to the side, and the traffic in front of you gets over to the side, and you and you're in the middle. Just go of- right down the middle of it. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's super. Well, it is super insane. So it's it's actually a timed rally. So uh, you know, I don't want to give anybody the wrong impression here. So what's happening is, you know, there's these time sections, or about 80 of those, and that's where all the points are g- garnered. But in between there, you're gonna stop at about 40 cities. You know, these little towns where they bring out, you know, all their best. You know, the young ladies there, they give you a kiss <laughs> on the cheek, they give you some. You know ah. give you some Strawberries, you Viva Italia. yeah, exactly, and then you know, and then, you know, and some of them give you some, you know, cookies and things like that, and occasionally you get these little tchotchkes, which you got no room in your car for, which <laughs> get pitched out as you drive out of town, but um, but you know, so it's in between the towns where you know a, a lot of the high speed stuff does happen, and uh, you got to be careful out there, obviously, and uh, but there's some, you know, there's some just gorgeous back road sections of this where I mean, you just got these winding bends forever, you know, the Italian countryside, you know, it's uh, you know, it's. Uh, it's a Dolce Vita. Yeah. So,
0: what is the standard uh, vehicle? I mean, how many cars you said? There's 400 of those. Four,
3: yeah. You're in
0: Italian, in, in Italy. So, I'm thinking Ferrari, Lamborghini.
3: Yeah, you got, well, the uh, Lamborghinis weren't around in 1957. So right, you know, right. right. You have to run a car that ran in period. Uh, that's the the whole thing. Oh, okay. So, uh, so you can't run anything. So, there are it. some restrictions. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of, restric- See, again, like the a lot Austin, of restrictions. The old Austin, the old Jag. And, it's, and it's, it's extremely oversubscribed. So, you've got to have the right car and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, you know, popular cars, Lancia Aurelias, uh, uh, Alfa Romeo Giulietta's, you know, I think people maybe start to know what those actually might be now, <laughs> yeah. you know, now that Alfa's back in the scene. It's starting to get more US, popular. You know, hey,
0: what, what are these Alfa's all about? You well know. <laughs> Lamborghini was making tractors back then. Yeah, they didn't yeah have a tractor? not very <laughs> <successful>. <laughs> There you go. No,
3: the most unusual, you know, I mean, I, I think like some of the crazy stuff. I mean, uh, so uh, you, you've seen the uh, the the BMW, the, the the little three-wheel cars, the BMW bubble. Oh, Isetta. Yeah, yes. the Isetta. So the Isetta, so. So, um, uh, Issa Revolta uh, built a, a clone. I mean, it was under license. Yeah. And there were guys that, rode, that drove that in the Millimilla in, the, in 1957. <laughs> and alongside of that, you had a Ferrari Testarossa blowing by, you know, and a 300 a SL Mercedes <laughs> blowing by at 100-plus miles an hour, you know. And you're just, <laughs> just trying oh, to make mad. it down the street.
0: Hey, it's touring the Italian countryside. It's in style no matter what you're driving, right? Yeah,
3: absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of rain. that makes it That makes it romantic. The team is called Scuderia Sports. And we're the official partner with Shepard and Segato. so we have uh, cars that span the whole way, range back to you know 1927 all the way up to 57. So we'll have a little <laughs> bit of everything there, from early supercharged Alphas to, to the Curtis hot rod <laughs> right. uh, that was run in 1957, and then you know a couple of Ferraris are thrown in for good measure.
0: Well, where can they find you guys, uh, social media and internet wise, to keep up with it all?
3: Yeah, so uh, you know you can, we'll be able to, you'll be able to follow along on the team on the Amelia website and uh, and what's going on with that and. Uh, uh, and we'll see if we can uh, we can keep you guys connected to it. So just oh, Google
0: Milamilia, and if you spell it right, you win a prize. Yeah,
3: so it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Milamiglia is what it is. But uh, right, and in, 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 uh, in, in that particular word, the G is silent, so that's. All right, basic. Mark. Um,
0: before we go, National Historic Vehicle Register. What's that website?
3: National Historic Vehicle Register. Look on the Historic Vehicle Association. That's HVA website. We have an exhibition on the mall right now, and uh, today I was down there with Senator Peters from here from Michigan. I mean, you know, we're here in Detroit, so i I'm here with uh, Senator uh, Peters today, and the bill was launched for the National Historic Vehicle Register to be its own independent uh, independent program and Department of Interior, so that uh, bill was introduced, which means it's not passed, it means that they have introduced it. But now we've got two years to work that out, but it was bipartisan support from Ohio. Senator Portman, we're pleased to say he was on board, uh, and he was the re- Republican side of that equation. So, you know, we got uh, got some good backing out of the Senate. We were there this morning uh, you know, for the change out. We had the Hero Hot of Merc on the mall now uh, f- until May 5th. and uh, But we just had Gypsy Rose, the... Uh, yeah. The, the oh,
0: yeah. F- our friend from Lowrider. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a yeah. uh, pretty, uh, being, pretty car.
3: Oh, my God. That was... I mean, to have that on the National Mall, and I got to tell you, so it's the, it was the end of the Cherry Blossom uh, uh, the, the Cherry Blossom Festival. It was right at the end. I said, you know, so we, we capped it off with a rose on the mall. So <laughs> that pink roses beautiful. for Easter uh, on the mall. So But that car, and you guys can check out uh, our video on the HVA Historic Vehicle so Website or Facebook. I mean, we did a 22-minute documentary on that. It uh, really gets into lowrider culture and and how important that was, you know, for youth in uh, in L.A. at that time, and is still such a uh, a positive force in uh, in those communities. So absolutely, it's it's, uh, it's been fun to really drill down on that and get a lot of interviews of that and all the rest of the stuff we're doing. So it's all kinds of all kinds of good fun. But I'm gonna take a little break. Go to, go to Italy. Uh, that's uh, uh, yeah. do it every year. And, rough uh, life. Yeah, rough it out in Italy. <laughs> yeah. well, Stuff that I had going on before we started all this other stuff. So I, just had, to, I had to maintain it. This, uh, this will be our eighth year, and uh, we've won it. Uh, we've won it twice. We've come in second twice, and come in third twice. So out of seven years, we've podiumed three times, and that's out of 425 competitors. It's a that that's is that's not, not bad. bad. Yeah. And just there they come from all run. over the world, and we've got you know teams from BMW, Mercedes, and all that sort of stuff. So, but we're an international group, and uh, out there doing you know uh, having a little bit of fun and uh, and keeping it safe.
0: Martin Gessler, National Historic Vehicle Register. Thanks for joining us today, my friend. At Skidmark's show. It's Ethan Deal and Eric Abel's live in Detroit at the Shell Eco Marathon. Hey guys, Ethan D. here, and I just wanted to share with you that on our next episode of Skidmark Show, it's going to be the all Rocklahoma episode. I got to go there. I had a lot of adventures. I got lucky enough to actually make my way up to Rocklahoma for the three-day festival weekend, and it was astounding. I met some really big rock stars, got to interview some of the biggest names in music. If you follow us on our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, then you probably have a heads up on who you might hear on the next episode. But I can tell you, You this. There are going to be some giant names in some bands that you probably listened to and they're all coming up on the next episode of Skidmark Show right here on iTunes, SoundCloud, CastBox, Podbean, wherever you want to get it and of course, skidmarkshow.com working on the Rocklahoma episode right now and it'll be launched in just days. Coming up on a future episode, we'll also be checking in with Jeff. You remember our Fool's Roll Road Rally episode? Well, Jeff won, so we're going to hear about that one. We'll also hear about how Penzella survived the Big Bend open road race in fort stockton texas and the huge dan cruz auction where they sold all the movie car collection that he had that's right jeff needs more cars because he just sold them all that's coming up on a future episode of skidmark show too skidmark show is all things cars and rock stars
1: and we are powered by pins oil